eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. What's going on, everybody? And the big news from the Chicago Bears is that the starters will play in the final preseason game on Saturday at noon against the Buffalo Bills at Soldier Field. Moreover, Justin Fields will play. For how long, we do not know at this point. For reference, I suppose Justin Fields played a half in the first preseason game last year. But as Matt Eberflus was indicating, you know, or who's asked if it's different because, you know, last year they were installing a new system and everything was new to him. So they there was probably a little bit more urgency to see him play a little bit longer. So I don't know if that necessarily matches up with what they feel about him this year. I'd like to see him play the first half. I think you guys know how I feel. I think he needs the repetitions. I think he needs that to, to lock in with some of these receivers. I think it's really important, and I, I'm really glad that he and select starters are playing. I always say select because there's so many injuries. We're recording this on Thursday in the Thursday practice, the last practice of the week, essentially. The Bears were without 16 players. The important part, though, is Cole Komet did return to practice. We know that he had left the practice early yesterday, and there was sort of like the drama because he took a golf cart back to Hallis Hall to get – whatever done that he needed to um and he did but uh he did return to the practice so that's incredibly good news for the bears because of all the other injuries that they are dealing with the offensive line continues to be stunted for the moment um just like yesterday cody whitehair and braxton jones the only regulars that were practicing on that offensive line just going through the the list of injuries really quickly because I always just mention it without really giving too many details, but Chase Claypool, Jaquan Brisker, Dante Pettis, Valus Jones Jr., Eddie Jackson, Treston Ebner, Jalen Jones, Josh Blackwell, uh, Demarcus Gates, if you'd like, Dylan Cole, linebacker, out. Darnell Wright, your right tackle, out. 
Lucas Patrick sat out, Nate Davis, Tevin Jenkins, wide receiver Joe Reed, and the defensive end, Demarcus Walker. Those were the guys that missed practice yesterday. And we'll we'll talk more about the offensive line and what's going on in the game, but I got some really good audio that I want to play for you guys. You guys probably know Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock is the um, one of the, the draft and you know, general NFL gurus with the NFL Network. He worked there years ago, then became the, the general manager of the Raiders under John Gruden. Now he is back at NFL Network, and he was on the Score Midday Show, the, the Bernstein and Holmes Show, which is produced by our producer, Ray Diaz. And he singled out some of these cuts, and I want you guys to listen to him. Here is Mike Mayock to start off with on his honest evaluation of Justin Fields. We probably don't have enough time for this conversation, and I'm sure it's dominated most of the offseason in Chicago. And I'm of the opinion that to give him a fair evaluation, he needs two things. He needs dynamic playmakers, and he needs an offensive line that can protect them. He hasn't had that to date. On paper, it's gotten better. But I'm still concerned Number one, with all the injuries in that offensive line, there, there, I think that I saw something where the, the starting five had seven padded reps this entire training camp together. And then you start looking at, at quote, the dynamic skill position guys. And, you know, I think the biggest acquisition in the offseason was DJ Moore. I, I know what he is and I know what he gives them. I know what he gives Justin Fields, more importantly. Chase Claypool, you gave up the 32nd pick in the draft this year, and he came in and didn't provide much last year. I know what I'd like to see from him. He's a big-bodied outside and inside receiver where when Justin Fields get in trouble, he can throw back shoulder. He can throw it up and pretty much know it's not going to get taken by the other team. It's it's When Claypool plays at a high level, he's a very good receiver. But, again, he's had off-season soft-tissue injuries. And he didn't do a whole lot when he got there last year. Vilas Jones, I don't know what he is yet. Do you guys? You know, to answer the question, though, about Justin Fields, I watched the Buffalo tape from late last year, a couple of weeks ago. And um, pass protection starts with the quarterback. Any offensive coach will tell you that. And he's got to get the ball out more quickly. He missed two or three easy throws where he stared the receiver down, didn't anticipate the window opening up, and they turned into negative plays. So on the one hand, for a fair evaluation, they've got to be better around him. On the other hand, he's got to anticipate better. He's got to get the ball out of his hands more quickly, and he's got to be more accurate. And all three of those are on him. Yep, I agree with everything. Mike Mayock said there. Now, there's been some improvement in getting the ball, getting rid of the ball more quickly. I mean, we've seen some of that, and the coaches back it up too. They, you know, they said it was Andrew Dinoco who said it yesterday. Andrew Dinoco, the quarterbacks coach, told us that this has been a better training camp for Justin Fields this year than it was last year. And I think a lot of that, like their perceived improvement, is the knowledge that he has and what he's able to do this year that he wasn't able to do last year in terms of alignment and better at reading defenses. 
and better command of the playbook too. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. Like when it's a two minute drill, Justin Fields can call his own plays this year. Whereas last year, that was not something that he was able to do. Obviously I agree with Mike Mayak about the weapons. And I, I do think I am looking, assuming Chase Claypool's hamstring is better. I'm looking very forward to seeing what he can do because I think he's had a really good training camp. Bayless Jones, correct. Have no idea what Bayless Jones is. He's been out. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Injured lately as well. Um, I thought before he got injured, he was starting to look really good as, as a receiver, a lot more comfortable. Let's go to one other piece of tape here. And this is from Sean King, the former Tampa Bay quarterback. And he now works for VEASAN Live Primetime. And he kind of takes the takes the baton from Mayock and then sort of takes the offensive line um, stuff to kind of to the next level. Here's Sean King. Well, Chicago wasn't very good on the offensive line. So what happens is you create bad habits because you don't have confidence that the protection is going to hold up. And with a young quarterback, it's already trying to figure out, okay, how do I get in the huddle and say blast, why bunch right, up counter motion, 72 crisscross, why swing X out. Hey, guys, we're getting field pressure. We're going to go 98 bunch crunch. Anything weak, I'm going to probably go 200 jet smoke, a hard two, ready? Like a young quarterback trying to figure out how do I say this, play in and down in and down out, and, and then get the snap, ball snap before the, the play clock runs out. When you add in the uncomfortableness with not having, you know, great protection, what you start to see is bad habits form. And that's why I think it's important that Ryan Poles gets credit for improving the front. I mean, they should be better in fast protection. They should be better as run blockers. That creates confidence at the quarterback position. They're better at wide receiver. They're more talented now. Mooney has DJ Moore, Claypool. They, that means that guys are more open than they were before. So I think a lot of things are happening to where now Justin doesn't have excuses. That's why I keep pointing out these improvements and upgrades because before, to be honest, I mean, hell, I mean, it was really him and this isn't any offense to any of the other players, but it wasn't like he had a whole lot of help at times. So he was being forced to run around and make things happen. And I think you're going to see more refined quarterback play, but you also don't want to diminish that trait that makes him elite, which is his athleticism, his ability to escape the pocket, extend plays, make off-platform, off-schedule, you know, positive you know, things happen offensively. So it's always a balance. And you don't want him just sitting in the pocket like he's Tom Brady all the time. You want him to be able to do that when necessary, but he prevents a whole lot of other issues that defensive coordinators, it, it keeps them up at night. That's absolutely true. Um, you want him to still use his athleticism. You just don't want him to have to use his athleticism, and you want it tempered. We all know that. We've talked about that. A million times. I thought the most interesting part of that from from Sean King again from Decent Live Primetime is the bad habits forming part of it, because and you know we've heard this motif before about just you know needs better offensive line, needs weapons. That's part of Mayock's message as well. But yeah, that's when when you don't when you're not confident or secure in your offensive line or the people that you're passing the ball to you're going to form some 
some bad habits and maybe quarterback differently than you would and that, that he did at Ohio State where he had the weapons and, and he had the time. You know, <laughs> He had the time to sit back in the pocket and wait for things to form a little bit because he also had a bunch of NFL prospects that were in front of him on the offensive line. So I thought that that was an, an outstanding point right there by Sean King. And, you know, I, John King's right. I, I don't know that Sean King's keeping track of the, the daily training camp reports that we have, um, you know, in terms of all the injuries on the offensive line, but you know, the, in theory, they are an improved offensive line. And we were raving about the cohesiveness earlier from the start of, you know, OTAs. Like, okay, you got your offensive line set. And now all of a sudden it's a mess because of injuries for the most part. So good stuff from Sean King and Mike Mayock as well. One other cut that I have for you is from the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus. Now I'm pumped up to watch Justin Fields, but the storyline number two maybe for the offense is number two, who is the second quarterback that will enter the game on Saturday against the Buffalo Bills. Is it going to be P.J. Walker or is it going to be Tyson Bajant? And that question was asked of the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus. Who's going to be your second quarterback? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to answer that. You know, we're gonna. We're, that's still a competition, though. You know, like we've said all along, and we're open to that, and uh, that's exciting. You know, and that was created. You know, that was created. It wasn't like we created it. You know, I mean, when I say we, the coaching staff, that was created uh, by pure competition. And you know, like I said, if you keep an open mind and you let things play out, then good things will happen. Um, a lot of times, I've seen that coaches predetermine things. A lot of times, and we just base it on performances, and we're just going to continue to do that. Let the competition play itself out. I'll tell you what. One, one thing I like about—I mean, I wish you would have just told us who the second-string quarterback was going to be, but the fact that Matt Eberflus is kind of doing thing in this regard, doing things his own way, where he's referencing that he's seen coaches. That on staffs, obviously, that he's worked on, whether Dallas or Indianapolis or other stops that he's had in his coaching career, that he's seen coaches predetermined. And he apparently has learned that that's not a good way to, to do business. There's so many times, like Matt Nagy, God bless the man, when he came in, everything he did was exactly what Andy Reid did, you know? And at the time, I didn't have a problem with it because obviously the success rate was incredible is incredible with Andy Reid, but that just gave me a little idea of, you know, the way that, that Matt Eberflus is his own man. And I'm sure he has taken plenty as one should from people that for whom he has worked, but just to hear that, that nothing has been predetermined, that was pretty heartening. I still think PJ Walker is going to be the backup quarterback, but who knows? I mean, if Tyson Bajan goes out there and he, you know, he continues to make a case for himself. We'll continue to talk about it. But prediction here is that P.J. Walker will be the guy. So can't wait for Saturday. I'll be at Hallis Hall tweeting during that game. As you can see up on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm on Twitter, at Mark Rody Sports. I appreciate it to follow so we can interact and hang out. You can make comments and we can talk. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook on uh, on Instagram, at Mark, or, uh, at Mark underscore Grody. Um, our executive producer is Ray Diaz. We always thank him for his work. He is in Vegas. Ray, come on in, buddy. Is there any kind of uh, Vegas update that I should know about? A quick synopsis of 
last night? So how was dinner? How was everybody? Is everybody getting along? What's going on with the score? So dinner was awesome. We had this, the, the whole Vegas crew out there, uh, you know, organized by Mitch, of course. At, at a very, <laughs> Mitch very, Rose and our boss. Yeah, very cool place called Barry's here in Circa Resort and Casino. Uh, Danny Parkins, David Haw. Layla Rahimi. Who was the drunkest? Who who got <laughs> drunk at the table? I'll who tell you this. The they were drink? all drinking because I was the last one to arrive. They were all drinking. <laughs> so um what does Mitch of, drink? You know what? I didn't catch what Mitch was drinking. Okay, Mitch what does Layla crazy. drink? Um she was drinking some little like a little champagne, I think oh, it was. Nice. Little, okay. Yeah, was, and that's what Mitch had. Mitch bought a round of champagne. Oh, that's that lovely. And, and that was nice. And <laughs> and then uh when I got there, um everybody was was already ahead of me. So Parkins, Danny Parkins said, You have to catch up. So <laughs> oh, whatever you order, order man. yeah. He said, Whatever you order, double it. So I, I ordered two <laughs> old fashions. So I started my night with two old fashions. Um I think Shane probably Pretend it was the guy that drank the most for oh, sure. Oh yeah, well we Shane, know that about Shane. Shane's a pro, so he, yeah. he handled it. He yeah. handled it well. He woke up. He was on time for his afternoon show, <laughs> which is a couple <laughs> hours earlier. But uh, but it was a cool night. I will say, um, Vegas Haw is a thing. I know. Uh, I've cool been listening. Yeah. Very cool to hear David Haw just laid back and having a couple drinks, telling stories from from days on the beat and things like oh, that. Very cool. That's awesome. I love so, it. So it's very, so I will say that's he's the MVP of night one, as as people were saying. Uh, Vegas Haw. All uh, right, today, man. Yeah. Yes. Today, yes. Layla. Layla and I took a walk down Fremont Street. Okay. Right outside of Circa Resort Casino, and man, I, I will tell you. It was it for the middle of the day. It was a lot of weird stuff going on, man. <laughs> no weird stuff going on, even in the middle of the day. But that's no surprise in Vegas. I mean, you had some people tweaking out. Uh, you had uh, uh, some ladies with their with their booties out. You know. Oh yeah. But it was it was good. It was uh, we ventured a little too far into like this no man's land. It was oh, kind, of, yeah. kind of sad. Like this this area where then there was nobody. Uh, so it was it was kind of bizarre to see that you know. Did you, like, did you guys uh, buy was, some meth? Like yeah. it's on discount there, isn't it? <laughs> right, right. But uh, that was a good time though so far. And this is only day number two, and there's a whole another night ahead of us. So all right, man. Fun. Well, this is our last podcast of the week, but uh, on uh, Monday we'll get the full weekend report from our producer right. Ray Diaz. Thanks That's for what right. you do, Ray. Thank you, buddy. Hell yeah, yeah. That is that is Ray Diaz for Ray Diaz, executive producer of the Daily Score. And the executive producer of the Bernstein and Home Show. You should follow Ray too, because Ray always puts out good stuff and he lets you know what's going down with all the shows, lets you know what's going on with the daily score as well. Um, I'm Mark Grody. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Go Bears.